welcome back to episode four of Down Under the Ring. I am your host, The Warship, and I am joined, as always, by Fid Awesome. How are you doing, Fid? Oh, I am amazing. Coming off the back of one of the biggest weeks in pro wrestling, at least in the WWE sphere. It's been another week, though, of interesting happenings, things that have uh, come off, storylines progressing, questions answered. Yeah, interesting week so far. It has been a huge week of wrestling news. We've got new champions. We've got people getting engaged. There's so much going on. And it's not even all just WWE, although having a look at our notes, oof, that's quite a chunk of text we've got there. Oh, So it was funny because I was thinking a couple of days ago, I was like, oh, this might be a really uh, good episode this week. We're going to be able to dive a bit deeper because generally after a pay-per-view, not a lot happens and we don't have to cover a million things. But like you said, looking at our show notes for this week, it's still a pretty big week. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, there's a couple of things in here that I was not expecting to happen whatsoever. Yeah, there's been a couple of big returns as well. And then obviously the big one of all the WWE news, we've got the reason, the reason why Jimmy turned on Jay. Yes, but we will get to that very soon uh i really want to start things off though with uh, one of our favorites we were talking about him a couple of episodes ago uh i think we both respect the shit out of this guy austin theory austin theory <laughs> finally getting some screen time no, um oh. ray mysterio has become the new u.s champion by defeating austin theory now i'm just going to say this i am so stoked to see Austin Theory getting the belt taken off him because I don't think Austin is untalented as a pro wrestler but his character the work he's done with this title it's just hasn't gone anywhere it's been we've gone from Austin being McMahon's hand-picked dude which historically is actually never actually good for a a wrestler but he was getting a lot of screen time he was the character was developing during that period and then once he got the u.s championship i just felt like he's gone stale stale -er. but he's gone backwards that championship me doesn't feel like it means anything at the moment the wrestlemania match against cena actually if we want to go dig into that a wee bit cena's promo beforehand actually predicted everything that has happened to austin theory since wrestlemania yes i did see that oh it's so rough but it's so true it's almost like they planned it but i I have to have faith that wasn't their intention all along but holy shit i have to make reference though is that of the people that he's beaten in his u.s championship run five of them have been former wwe champions yeah and somehow with all of that it still hasn't elevated him at all, which is just mind-blowing. Yeah, you you hit the nail on the head. And you can't help but wonder whether at this point he's been given the opportunity and it's just not clicking with him for some reason. At what point does it come down to the wrestler not being able to click and make something of it? And at what point is it the fed not knowing what to do with him and i can't help but wonder with the opportunities he's had and the people he's faced is it more on austin's side when you messaged me about this win my thing was hopefully they send him back to nxt for a bit i don't think it's going to do him any harm yeah look honestly looking at the whole situation i think it's his finisher I think his finisher sucks dick. I think it's the worst finisher. It has no impact. There's nothing to get excited about. Usually when you've got a boring-ass fucking, boring fucking heel, at least they have a cool move yep. at the end. Like, at least there's something that... Like Lesnar, even though Lesnar's just suplexing people all day, every day, there's still a part of you which is, man, the F5 is so cool. Yeah. Man, the German suplexes are so cool. Yep. But with Austin, it's there's nothing. Yep. Like... He's doing a great job as a heel in the traditional sense of be boring as shit because he's boring as shit. But yeah, it's also a little bit of a detriment because I'm not I'm, I'm not happy with how he's been portrayed. Yep. I'm not happy with the rain. I think that him losing the belt was the right idea, but seriously, WWE, what the shit 
is with Rey Mysterio being the person to do it. I do have a theory, <laughs> an Austin theory, hey. that maybe it has something to do with the fact that Escobar was hurt, yep. I believe. And then they've scrambled and they've said, who's the closest that we have? Let's keep it in the LWO. And then I guess that will mean that we're probably going to pull the trigger on an LWO feud a little bit earlier than we'd like. Yep. Because I feel like that will lead to Ray and Escobar when Escobar's ready to have a shot again. Yep. And yeah, it just, it honestly sucks a little bit because I really like what the LWO are doing at the moment. But I think the side effect of this, though, is there is another interesting story, is, and I'd love, you, love it if you know the answer to this, but is this the first time in the WE? that we've had a father and son both holding titles. I can't think of anybody else where you've had two generations holding two separate titles at the same time within the WWE. And I think that's an interesting story as a side effect, which especially with Ray going to NXT this week and being in the corner of Dragon Lee versus his son. Yeah, I don't think simultaneously there's anybody... I'm sure someone's going to tell us on Twitter once this goes out. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain with it. Feel free to fill me in if I am wrong. But yeah, I, I think it's an interesting side effect. And I, I, I have no problem with Ray having a bout for a while. We all know he's on his final run at the moment. Don't know how long that final run's going to be because Sting's been on his final run for a long time. But yeah, giving him a bit of time with a bout, I have no issue with it. Even if it is a couple of weeks, maybe a month. Yeah, it doesn't need to be too much. It is honestly just a matter of, I think it'll be holding the belt until it's time to take it off. But that being said, that does shoot all of our shit in the foot about the US Championship and our boy, L.A. Knight. Yeah. Because now he's not the guy anymore because you can't put him in that spot now because there's a story entrenched there. But they have been pushing him really hard lately too. Okay. I'll, I'll wait until we get to LA Knight because I have been stewing on this idea about LA Knight's title run, where it should happen. We'll get to that later. But yeah, I'm happy with this situation, to be honest. I don't think it was planned, but I think there's a few things that can come out of it. It's one of those ones where I think we can sit and watch some cook this one and I think it'll end up okay. I think. Yeah, look, it gets a thumbs up from me too, yeah. honestly. Yeah, and if the purpose is getting the belt off theory to uh, let theory go and develop further good yeah honestly he probably needs to go and he doesn't even need to like fuck off to nxt or anything but i think he probably needs he needs some refinement now and now he needs to use this time to really develop who he is yeah do we think there is a possibility of having theory i was thinking go back to nxt for a bit uh but um you know go away and do something and have him rejoin the way eventually yeah i don't the way definitely not in the way no, at all no. at the moment but um, if we're able to have them they're all in the wrestle sphere at the moment of the same sort of region of each other right yeah and they're all floundering as well all of them at the are. moment really yeah and yeah. we all know the whole lot of them did great work as the way yeah, look, there's credence in that as well. Even if it's not a NXT dealie, even if it's a main roster deal, I, I, there's definitely something there. It's just a matter of whether or not they want to push them with that because I do feel like maybe a little bit of the luster's come off. Like, what is anyone doing yeah. right now in in the way? Champa was the guy who ate the pin in something we'll be talking about later. I, other than the feud with the Miz, there's been nothing because he was hurt. Yep. Agano, as far as I'm aware, has been clear for about seven weeks now. Yeah, doing yeah. Absolutely Apparently, jack shit. he's been at the tapings and just hasn't been on on screen. And we've seen his missus doing amazing work recently. She was involved in that massive beat up of Rhea Ripley this week. And that's all well and good, but I don't want. I don't think he wants to be. The husband of wrestler no. that Gargano is good enough to be Gargano. the guy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They're, all these guys, like you said, they're all floundering and would be great to see them maybe come together and reform the way and do some awesome work together. Yeah, I do wonder if we have room for another stable, but at the same time, 
I could see it happening. Maybe on Raw? Yeah, potentially. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Now, this leads me on to our next point of the week. Baszler getting potentially the best chant on wwe tv i've heard in a long time she comes out she does a promo she has said she has sent away ronda rousey she forced her out rousey's gone the chant was thank you baszler <laughs> which was amazing thank you shana was it um i th- thank you shana i thought it was hilarious um but for the first time ever i have heard you this week say that you agree with Mr. Meltzer's star rating. Yes, because, look, it got a one and a half star. The match at SummerSlam was critically panned. And, you know, I've talked about it on the podcast. I love Shayna Baszler. But fuck you, Ronda Rousey. The way that you speak about wrestling, I don't need to do it anymore. She put a post out saying there's nothing left for her that she cares about in it anymore. And if she's just working me and I'm being a mark about it, then so be it. But fucking hell, I'm tired of the way that she just seems to spit on it all the time. And like, because it's whenever she's in a pissy fucking mood. Like it's whenever something's gone wrong and then people call her names and then she gets on the internet and she's like, you know what? Wrestling's fake, you fucking nerds. And that's how she goes about it every time. I'm amazed that this didn't come out of one of her Zuck streams because she's like one of the highest paid streamers on Facebook gaming. That's a bit of inside baseball knowledge that I've got. There you go. (laughs) She's she's done it before on one of those. Yeah, yeah I, no, honestly, well deserved one and a half stars. I was going to say I think Meltz has been generous. <laughs> yeah, well, at the end of the day, again, love Basler. Basler looked like she'd been hit by two fucking cars, so they obviously connected, yeah. even though every shot looked like it missed. Yeah. And at the end of the day, yeah, full credit to Basler for what she did in the match to try to pull a match together, yeah. but. Rousey just didn't give a fuck, and it was really obvious, and now the proof's in the pudding. Yeah. So we had also on Raw this week, Nakamura played actually double duty this week. He had a match earlier on in the episode. I think he might have actually been match one or two. It was a super early one. But then comes back and has a, a four-way match, and the ending of this match is probably the biggest news to come out of it is Nakamura has turned heel and kicked old mate in the head and Seth's out on the ground and he's just walked off like, if you, I'm out. Where do you think this is headed? You you got me acting like fucking Shenzi from The Lion King. I'm like, ooh, say it again. <laughs> say the name. You're going to do it. Nakamura. Yeah, but the thing for me is that I look at Nakamura and he's a guy that's been not wasted because he's obviously getting paid well. He's obviously doing oh, look, he, the company he, stuff best he can. Everyone on Twitter keeps saying he's being paid really well to go surfing and hang out with his cat. And not even have to, you know, be in super shape because he's got that fucking onesie that he wears yeah. now. And look, during his time in Japan, that dude beat his body up. So he's got to be loving this paycheck he's getting to go in and do this. <laughs> he's getting to chill out and get paid lots of money. And now, thankfully, it looks like he might actually be involved in a little bit of a fun feud, albeit probably a feeder feud because I don't see Nakamura taking the belt off of him. No. But I definitely see it being a nice little feeder feud, giving them both a little bit of the ups. So I'm all for it. I think it's good. I, I like to see Nakamura actually doing something on the show instead of just kicking Bronson Reed in the face every week. That's nice. Yeah, That's his good. win against Bronson was decisive, though. Yeah, yeah. He was like two, wasn't yeah. he? Kinshasa to the back of the head yeah. and then Kinshasa to the front of the head. So, yeah, um, now that was good. We don't like to see our Aussie boy getting his uh, face kicked in, but uh, we do see Nakamura getting treated like the king of strong style he is. Oh, yeah, but he looks like a big motherfucker in taking two finishes to the face as well. Not much <laughs> lost there, big boy. Exactly. Like, not much lost at all. All right. Now, I think it might have actually been last week it was. We went on uh, about our love affair with Chad Gable, how much uh, we think he is amazing and the dude needs a shot. And uh, this week he's getting it. Oh, he's not getting it this week, but he won his shot. He's number one contender now for the... Uh, Intercontinental Championship. Um, don't think he's going to win <laughs> because Gunther is 
just at the number two longest reign and we're not going to see him lose that title until he's beaten Honky Tonk. But Do you, I don't know about that. Oh, though, okay. Tell, tell me your thing. My thing is that you've got two people currently aiming to take all the prestige and history away from the championships they have. Yeah. And we are so focused right now, so completely focused on the fact that Roman Reigns is going to beat Bruno Sammartino's record, blah, 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 yeah. this whole deal, that we've started to see it in everybody. We've started to see it in Rhea Ripley. We've started to see it in Gunther. Every championship now has this big note where it's 300 days as champion. So do you think one of these might be a red herring and we might not see him beat Honky Tonk? I think it might be a bait and switch. Oh. And I wouldn't be too mad about it either. And honestly, I think that Reigns is not going to surpass the number one slot because I don't want him to be champion for another four years. But outside of that, <laughs> I don't think Gunther's going to take it either. Interesting take. Like, I, if anyone wasn't going to beat the record, I would have said it's definitely Roman. And I think, look, Gunther has done an amazing job of bringing back some legitimacy to that belt. The, the belt that... I loved as a kid as well. That was one of, I, I thought of the Intercontinental Belt as being almost as big as the WWE Heavyweight Championship as a kid. And I yeah, haven't, it was. yeah, and I haven't seen it like that for a long time. And I think Gunter's done that, right? He's brought legitimacy and honor back to that belt. You know, see, we were talking about it last week, I think, or maybe it was just us in general, but we were talking about the fact that the Intercontinental Championship used to be the number one contendership yeah. for for the World Championship, and it was like a prestigious belt also amongst wrestling circles, the wrestler side of things, and it has leaked into the fan side as well, but amongst the wrestlers, we always considered it to be the workers' belt. Yep. So... If you were like Bret Hart, if you were a guy who Mr. Perfect, if you were a guy who could work and Hogan was the champion, he gives a fuck. Yeah. You really had the belt. And it's interesting because I do feel like that prestige has come back and hell, it's what the U Jack it's, Gable worker too. It's also what the US <laughs> championship was in WCW was the workers belt. So you look at all of that and Gable, Gable is a worker. Absolutely, Gable can do all that too. Look, I, and, I don't have a problem yeah. with him having the belt and letting him just suplex and kill people for a while with it and look like the amazing wrestler that he is because we have focused heavily on his comedy chops over the last year, which he's amazing at that as well. But being able to see, actually have the spotlight on how good he is as a wrestler. Like we're seeing it, but the spotlight's not there. I have one more caveat to this. Okay. And can Gunther hold the belt and still give Chad Gable the win? Can he hold the belt for what is only five more weeks? It's only five more weeks. I, yes, I like that being a September story. Nine, sorry, September 6th it is, so it's not even. It's four. It is bang on, almost bang on four weeks to the day. It is... If he holds it on Raw yep. on the 4th... He's the longest he, reigning he, champion. He will hold the champion. Yeah, he'll hold the record. But if he loses it on the 4th... So he could realistically lose it in three weeks' time. Yeah. And that would be two days short of the record. Oh, that's a compelling story. Mm. And it's mm. not that long of a reign to have him try and do it again. No, no, it's 454 days. Yeah recognized so. we could have gable rip that away from him and then have the desperate scramble of gunter angry mad gunter trying to get that belt back so he can get the reign that he wanted compelling story there even with the the way that he wrestles we've seen him hit the murder button so i can only imagine what would happen if he was two days shy of the record exactly and then lost and it just hits the murder button and wins it right back yep. and then holds it. Oh, yeah, the, um, the rage that would come from that disappointment would be amazing. But then that would really establish him too. I know everyone's clamoring for him to be the world champion yep. and all of that, but can you imagine if he loses it two days before and then we spend the next year and a half with a pissed-off Gunther the whole yeah, year? That'd be amazing. Like, And no one can touch him. Like, take him from being this guy who 
hits the switch after he's had a bit of a crack yep. and he's let them have a bit of a crack to just not letting anyone hold up. Give him a year of squash matches against guys who don't get squashed. Yeah. And then have it start to get serious for the next sort of 100 days. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Since we're talking about disappointment, I want to talk about my disappointing moment of the week, which was actually the New Day have returned. And it's not the New Day returning that's the disappointment. It's hearing Big E's voice come over that loudspeaker. And I was like, have they pulled the wool over our eyes? All this news of mm. Big E never being allowed to wrestle again. Is he back? Yeah. And yeah. that was my disappointment. I, Kofi and Austin walking out was amazing. And But you're hearing that, oh, and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Exactly. But look, stoked to see the boys back together and back on our screens as a duo. Um, these guys do bring fun back to wrestling for me at time when they're every time they're in the ring, they're amazing. Um, when they're outside of the ring, they're amazing. I just, yeah, I had the pleasure of meeting both of them um, uh, in 2019. And they are legitimately positive, amazing guys outside of the ring. And they love what they do, and they both love the fact that their role is we're never breaking up. It doesn't matter if we go solo, we're never breaking up, and our role is to bring positivity yep. into the WWE. They don't want to be heels ever again. They want to continue doing what they're doing. And it's really funny because most wrestlers I speak to outside of, without a microphone around say they love being heels and they want to be a heel because being a heel is fun but these guys have fun with being faces no and look because they're role models and they've got kids and the whole thing is very wholesome and yeah. they started as heels and it was shit house. it was shit house. Like, it wasn't a good time at all. There were some moments, but in general it was just like let's make them the way that they acted almost came across as they were everything phobic. It was all about positivity, but they were being positive, but they thought everyone else was negative yeah. and like the rest of the world was the problem. And like it, it was it's fine, but it didn't suit them at all. And the second that they changed it up and the crowd started to get behind it. I'll never forget the, the, when the first time the crowd started to chant along with them like Yeah, they managed to turn around New Day Sucks into New Day Rocks. <laughs> Yeah, and it just yeah it went from there. And obviously, missing out on Big E is a huge thing. I hate that. There was a pretty decisive in the end. Their return, as all returns really should be. I'd hate to see someone come back from a long time yeah. and then just get steamrolled or something. That'd be garbage. Exactly. But at the end of the day, I, I got a lot of time for the new day, and they're both massive anime nerds. And see, in particular, Kofi's a huge Dragon Ball guy, yeah. and for me, that just makes me happy. So, yeah. and they're all massive video game nerds. I remember hearing about Kofi being allowed to ride on the bus with punk when punk finally got his bus um they were riding buddies and he liked apparently punk liked having kofi around because all kofi did was hang out in the bus and play video games <laughs> which which suited him being a straight edge guy because it meant he had a dude to hang out with yeah, he's not going and doing blow off of someone's asshole yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Just sitting there playing video games <laughs> yeah 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 no awesome mm. all right this brings us to uh, our ongoing segment the LA Night Yeah moment yeah. of the week. Let me talk to you. Yeah. LA Knight, he has appeared on both shows, Raw and SmackDown. He's cut promos, he's laid out the Miz on Raw. SmackDown, he defeated Top Dollar, which was, I was entertained by this match, not just by what was happening in the ring, because it was. I thought that this was going to be just squashing Top Dollar at first, but Top Dollar got a chance to get his shit in. But I love every time Michael Cole's on commentary and Top Dollar is in the ring. I <laughs> love it. I was going to say, yeah, the only person squashing Top Dollar was Michael Cole on the commentary for sure. But it's really good to see him on both shows. Yeah, he's just, he's so good and Every single segment he's on is like the highest rated on YouTube. Yep. It's the highest viewed for the rating side of things. Everything he does is golden. Yep. And even now, I have to say, the last two BFTs he's given have been perfect. Even though Top Dollar took one, man, he took it well. I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not a fan of the BFT. 
I don't know why. It just looks awkward to pull off. I and I don't know. I just don't think it has the impact that visually it needs. So I'm not sold on it. It's I may be an outlier here. I think as an in ring performer, it's definitely got impact. It looks like one that would hurt like hell to take wrong visually on TV. I'm not sure it gives that same impact. Yeah, as someone who has taken the move yep. quite a bit, I have to tell you that it is completely different in the WWE than the version that I think everyone should do. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, the version that LA Knight does is a much less ridiculous version of it. And I'm going to tag you in a tweet right now. So for listeners of the show, you can go follow us and have a look and check out this tweet because I'm going to send you it right now. Are you sending it to me on DMs can... or...? No, I'm going to post it directly to you on Twitter, okay, so and then they'll be able to so see. So you'll be able to find Shippy at underscore Warship and myself at Fid McAwesome. That's how it's supposed to happen. Jesus. Yeah, it's supposed to be a head spike. <laughs> Who's that? Not quite to the level of That's Park, Mike's, but... Uh, Matt Seidel pulling that one off, which, by the way, I think every show Matt Seidel has been on, he has been underbooked. Oh, yeah, no, without doubt. Without a doubt, super underrated dude. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think if he was doing it like that, it would work. <laughs> uh, I'd be sold on. I it. don't know if there are many guys in WWE who can take a snap bump like that on the top of the head. Yeah. Wow, that's a hell of a lot different. But this does bring me to LA Knight and my thing that I've been stewing on in the last week, mainly because he's a throwback to the Attitude Era. I've been thinking about this, and it's like. When you think of the likes of Stone Cold and The Rock, they built up their careers and did the mid-card thing for a while and built up their reputation, basically exactly what LA Knight's done. I would say his career is more similar to Austin's, where he was older when he got over. They also had a big moment where they took the title from a long-reigning champion that nobody saw coming. I don't think... I don't think that Cody's the guy anymore. Oof. I think... That's a big it's, call. It is a big call, but I think this is the shock moment that would strap the rocket to LA Knight. Like, if you think oh, about it... Imagine if it was just out of nowhere. Oh, mate. It was just out of nowhere. So, imagine this. This is the way I'm dream booking this. Uh, All right, Blompier, let's go. Okay. So, WrestleMania this year. You have Cody Roman too. Once again, Cody does not get the job done. He comes a lot closer than he did last year. Like, but clean losers. Like, not even interference. Clean losers. Cannot doubt that he lost this one. Um, he comes out disappointed, blah, 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 on Raw. But then we have Roman on SmackDown or something the next week. Maybe it's on Raw because it is the Mania after Raw. And because you remember, Mania after Raw is supposed to be shocking. It's supposed to be good. The big night, yeah. yeah. But we haven't really had a huge moment on Raw after Mania in the last couple of years. And maybe this is where you do it, is you have Roman coming out. He's confident. He's cocky. He's possibly got his boys back. And he's out there saying the bloodline is back. The bloodline has is strong nobody can take me nobody's taken me for years i hold the record i'm going after the longest record of all time see me in four years in fact i'm so confident let's book let's do it open challenge who wants it mm. and la Knight comes out he answers the call the crowd's just gonna explode because i have no doubt they'll probably underbook him on mania as well and look, you could strategically underbook him. Give him the Seamus Brian Danielson first match of Mania. He loses and he loses fast. You intentionally get the crowd angry at how LA Knight's been treated at Mania. And then on Raw, he comes out, he answers the call. The stadium explodes because LA Knight's going for the bout. But the doubt's going to be there, right? You have him go over. You have him win. You have him end the street. Instant star. That is, huge. is Austin. Yeah, it'd be massive. He is then Austin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. now that would be massive. And you could even have a storyline coming in where Triple H is pissed that this has happened. 
you weren't our guy. You're not supposed to have that belt. You're too old. You're too old. I don't. We don't care that these guys say that they love you. You're not meant to be here. You're not meant to have that belt. I fired you twice. I don't know. That's my dream booking. <laughs> I can get behind it, but it would like... Okay, so there are two issues I have with the booking. The first one is that it would kill Cody. Like it would like... Potentially would kill Cody. Unless Cody... Maybe even literally. Yeah. It would absolutely destroy Cody's credibility unless he won the belt off of whoever is the other champion on the same night. Yeah. <laughs> like, he takes the World Heavyweight Championship or something. Yeah. Like he would have to, it would have to be pretty, he'd have to be like within the month. Yeah. He'd have to do it by the next pay per view because, yeah, credibility would be absolutely shot by then. I agree with that. Because, yeah, you can't lose that much and not become stardust again <laughs> yeah and the other thing is that if you're building a star having them get destroyed the night before yeah could have the opposite effect it could have the the tony effect of hey i hear the wwe at wwf is che giving the belt to mankind like, no one's gonna watch that shit yeah and then everyone switches the channel and it could be the opposite effect there where if la night gets booked poorly a bunch of people just go fuck this place yeah. and never come back. Yeah, and then you might have a situation where the crowd isn't as hot on the Raw either. But I think that there's something to be said about him winning the next night. Yeah, and I think that it could you could almost have a double switch for Cody. You have him win. You have him beat Roman at Mania, his crowning moment, the best moment of his life. This is dedicated to you, Dad, dedicated to me and my family, but who it's not dedicated to is all of you. (laughs) I never did this. I never did this for you. I walked away from you and started my own thing. Yep, I did this. I'll do it again. I don't even give a shit. I'll take the belt. I'll, I'll, I'll take, go away. I'll take the belt and defend it. That would be dope if he was like, I'll take this belt and defend it on dynamite. Yep, I made this shit. I can go back there. I'll break another throne. Who's going to stop me? Yeah. And then you have LA Knight come and 24 hours after Cody wins, he loses. That could work. It could be good too. But again, you do drop a lot of credibility problems on Cody as well. And plus having Cody as a heel could be really good. Or it could be really bad too, depending. Yeah, depending on how hot they are for him at that time. Yeah. Okay, that's the dream booking section over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We finally got an answer. Why did Jimmy Uso attack Jay? And this was an interesting one. We came out like we've said this before: leaving a pay per view with questions isn't a bad thing, as long as we get some good answers on TV. And we got a pretty good answer, in my opinion. I was looking at it, and the internet was very fucking mad, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Everyone's, I don't get it. This is stupid. But it makes sense. It do- because it does. Jimmy comes out, and he's, he says, Romans, come on, bring it in, baby. Yep. You and me, we're going to do this forever. And he's, no, fuck you. Yeah. I ain't here for you. I don't want a car. I don't want a boat. Uh, I don't want a yacht. I don't want your shit. And then Jay comes out, and he's, what's up, Boos? And he's, the thing is that I knew that if you won, you'd become him. Yeah. And if you became the tribal chief and you became the champion, you'd become that piece of shit behind me. And Roman's, excuse me, (laughs) it's a really good reaction that it came from as well. But it was like the whole deal, man, is we did this together. We came up with this together. The whole thing is us. And if you became the tribal chief, it wouldn't be us no more. Yeah, exactly. And then Jay murdered everyone. Yep, Jay murdered everybody. What I thought was brilliant, though, is he's gone and murdered everybody and then he's looked right down the camera and he's i'm out of the bloodline i'm out of i'm leaving smackdown i'm leaving the wwe interesting story do you know what shocked me is i went straight to twitter the first thing i checked because i watched um smackdown about three hours after it aired so i went straight to twitter and it was like quick search jay uso all elite I was shocked nobody yeah. else had put the graphic together. So I was like, screw it, I'm going to do the graphic. I spelt it wrong yep. the first time yep. and then I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, you could have just played it off and been like, nah, that's how he'd spell it when he went there. Exactly. 
yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's spelled with an A instead of an yeah, E. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. No name. one will notice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that the reaction from the, the general internet was a bit, I don't know, it just felt like uninformed. Like very obviously he's not leaving the yeah. company. Although WWE have moved him to the alumni section of the website. Oh, they have? Now. They have, yes. Nice. I love it when they do stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, just doing a little bit of fuckery there for the people who really pay attention. Yeah, uh, Obviously, it's going to lead to Jimmy versus Jay. And, yes, we did all see the post that Rikishi leaked about being the special guest referee. I do hope that happens. That would be I amazing. I think that would be great. Yeah, I'd be all for it. But at the end of the day, this they wanted this feud for ages. They've asked for it mm. a million times. The thing is, they actually said in an interview just before SummerSlam, or was, was it before SummerSlam? It might have been before the UK show. But they'd said they wanted to do this match as their retirement match. And they're not retiring. They're too hot right now. But look, dope that they're getting this match. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, and look, people have been talking about going as far as Mania. I don't think it's going to go that far. Yeah. but. I'd love to see them have a real red-hot go over the next couple of months. 100%. Do you know what I really want to see, though? I really want to see one of them come out to their entrance music, the normal entrance music, but I want to see one of them bring back the David Dallas intro that they had years ago. So David Dallas is a rapper from New Zealand, and back in the early days of the Usos, their entrance music was done by him. And I loved it. So I'd love to see them come out to David Dallas. I noticed that Jay's got... It's funny because everyone's, oh, he's left the company, but they've given him new logos and like a new Tron and everything. So yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, the music is also different. And yeah, it's, it's really obvious to me. I'm happy to see Roman take a little bit of a back seat for this too. And that frees him up a little bit because if he's not trying to fight his cousins, then he's free for actual stuff which is good before we go to a break i just wanted to bring up one thing from impact pro wrestling uh, we haven't really dug deep into impact since we've had the show going but there's some notable news this week upcoming very soon they have the 100th episode on september 14th and it was announced this week that there is going to be a big reunion on that show we've got bully ray reuniting with devon Team 3D, the Dudley boys, getting back together for this episode. Don't know if it's going to be them in ring performing together. I hope it is. I'd love to see them fight one more match together. But it's the first time these guys have been in the ring together since the WWE in 2016 as a tag team. I know that Devon came out and said that he can't do much anymore. Yeah, he can't go like he used to. he did... He did stack on a shitload of weight as well. I'm interested to see how he looks now. I'm interested to see how it all goes out. I'll definitely be checking it out. Yeah, oh, 100%. Uh, look, I'm just glad to see them back together, even if it is for just a quick short and ring segment and dropping somebody through a table. Yeah, so far, from what I can see, uh, Devon Dudley would be open to going on another run, which would be cool. I'd love to see that. Yeah, and, and look, their, their lineage in TNA and Impact was actually... Amazing. I would actually argue they had a better run in Impact than they did in WWE. It just didn't get the uh, same amount of eyeballs that they do in WWE naturally, but they had an amazing run. And I actually think Bubba Ray as Bully Ray has actually been a better character as a solo character when he was in TNA and Impact. Oh, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Him being a stuttering moron in WWE didn't do any (laughs) favours to that. No. You know he actually pitched to bring Bully Ray into WWE? Like, his last run, he was like... Because Devon had made noise about wanting to start working backstage and not do anything in the ring, and he was like, look, I'm still willing to go. Let's bring back... Can we bring Bully Ray over from my indie work? And apparently it was shot down because it was just like, no... It doesn't work well with our Be A Star campaign. <laughs> Wear the stupid glasses and go out there and stutter and then powerbomb someone. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. awesome to see them back. <laughs> Before we go any further, this show is brought to you by OG Nerd. OG Nerd represents the gamers, the cosplayers, the collectors, the model makers, the tattooists, the artists, and the athletes. They are not just a clothing brand. They are a subculture. OG nerd revel in their halcyon youth and embrace the lifestyle driven by nostalgia, 
humble beginnings and heroes. OG Nerd strives to offer quality, comfortable and above all stylish streetwear apparel inspired by a lifetime of gaming, music and street art. I've worked with OG Nerd for many years and find their apparel second to none in terms of quality and appearance. Whether it's at a wrestling show or a convention, you'll be hard pressed to find a better armour for your rig. Get yours at ognerdlife.com. All right, welcome back. Uh, AEW now. Interesting week this week. We're going to get into some of the highlights of the million shows that AEW has now. And uh, <laughs> we'll have a bit of a talk later on about the interesting predicament they have with two pay-per-views in under a week. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't remember the last time. I don't remember the first time any company's done that. So yeah. we'll get into that a little bit later. But let's start things off. RVD, he's had the big comeback match. And he's also made noise about potentially staying on with AEW a bit longer than expected. Yeah. Well, I'd be happy for it, honestly, because like I said last week, he looks good. He can move. Just can't walk very good, but he can do literally everything else. Look, so exactly as you said on last week's show, once he got in the ring after that painful walk down the uh, ramp, he just went. He looked amazing, and he had everything. Also, like, it in was this good match, seeing so. him have a fresh shave because he looked a lot fresher than he did with the surprise arrival the week earlier. Real good to see. Yep, but uh, sadly he did uh, lose against uh, Jack Perry the former jungle boy how, how do we feel about what this has done for jack it's the start right i know we're about halfway into the the sort of rivalry that's going on now we're establishing the players in it yep and rvd is a big notch right off the bat to put on the belt yeah i think it's good i think it'll be good for him moving forward they just need to keep the momentum going yeah do you think we continue to see aw originals turn up and take him out attempt to take him out Oh, ECW people, yeah, sorry. ECW people, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that'd be great. Like I, like I said, bring out Bully. Bring out yeah, Bully. Let's get some Bully Ray going. Yep. I'd love to see Bully Ray come out and destroy him for a bit. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see Sandman come out and get smashed as well because he shouldn't hit anyone <laughs> unless it's with a kendo stick. Yep. Uh, but no, I'd love to see maybe we get old Just Incredible in there for a bit. Maybe Lance could do a thing. Yep, it would be sick. Can Lance still go? I actually haven't seen if he's still doing anything. Since he's closed the school down, he's retired. Yeah. But I, I'm, man, the dude's like a machine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's anything stopping him other than choice. Super interesting. I saw a video recently of him being interviewed. It might have been for Dark Side of the Ring, actually. And I was like, he is way more charismatic than he portrayed himself on TV. I know his whole gimmick was that he was a deadpan, boring, can I be serious for a moment sort of thing, which I did love that. But I, I thought it was a way of hiding the fact, like leaning into the fact that he didn't have charisma and personality. But in this interview that he did for Darkseid, and I'm 90% sure it was for Dark Side of the Ring, yeah, he, had, he was dripping with charisma. I was like, dude. No, honestly, I think that they were they fucked him over pretty much from the start because I guess Vince didn't see him as anyone that wasn't, boring yeah so yeah because yeah unfortunate but i'd love to see him in yeah i um always a big fan of his work in ecw yep. along with just incredibles and i loved it even for the shit promos like it, it was just good yeah. it was just good i i actually enjoyed his wcw run too now kicking off dynamite this week we had the jas the jericho appreciation society all come out one by one basically let jericho know their thoughts I'll be honest, this segment ran way longer than it had to. They gave each person time to air their grievances with Jericho and then walk out. The only one that basically didn't sound like he's turning his back completely on Jericho was Sammy, which is typical Sammy Guevara business. It's, bro, I'm disappointed. I'm not completely walking away from you, but I'm out of Jericho society. It ran so long. I'll be honest, there was moments where I had to go back later on and rewatch it because I missed bits and pieces because I just tuned out. It could have probably been half the length. I don't think you needed every single person to speak. 
but it did the job. Jericho Appreciation Society is over, or more like the Jericho Depreciation Society. (laughs) You've almost put me to sleep talking about it. I'm not going to lie. No, dude, it was a boring segment. And then we had this uh, (laughs) segment later on in the show, which was, it was a bit weird, where Jericho approaches Don Callis and says, next week I will make my decision on joining the Callis family. And... I don't know if it needed to be teased. I don't know if they're planning on doing a swerve. I don't know if it's a swerve that even needs to happen. It just all feels a wee bit weird. It, it feels like it's just dragging on for the sake of dragging on. I almost think the best thing to happen is Jericho to go have some time off. Because every time Jericho has time off, he comes back hotter than ever. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so give him... Look... Dude has earned a break as well since he's been in AEW. Yeah, absolutely. He, he has earned, give the dude a month or two off. Um, although I do not see him taking time off before All In and All Out. Yeah, no, that's too, too big, big of a payday to say no yeah, to. exactly. Too big of a paycheck, but maybe he does something with Callis, uh, All In or All Out or both, and um, then goes away for a bit. Mm. Yeah. Look, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Jericho's a legend, his work's amazing, and he will reinvent himself and it'll be the next era of Jericho, which we will all get behind. (laughs) Yep, everyone needs time off. Yep. Jumping over now to Collision. I Look, another week where I will say it, Collision is probably quickly becoming my favourite AEW show, and this week was no different. It was a great show, ran really well. A two-hour show that just flows so well. It doesn't feel like they're trying to squeeze too much in and they're getting a lot of storytelling done. Some of the highlights, though, from this week, we had the acclaimed return and they walked out with and they put them by ringside. They had their match. They squashed the dudes that they were fighting because I think they were fighting against local talent one and local talent two. <laughs> and at the end of the match, they did this whole thing of uh, where they miss... Daddy asks how he is retired. He's at home watching. Hope he's they've done him proud. They're definitely leaning into Billy's retirement. They so they did actually say that they had a chance to say goodbye to Billy and thank him last week, but nobody else really got a chance to. I think they're definitely leaning into Billy Gunn's retirement, and I think we're going to actually get one more match out of Billy. Hopefully. Like I booked a couple of weeks ago, I hope it is at all in. I want Billy to have his final match in front of a good crowd. He deserves it. And look, if it is the final match, and it is definitely the final match, then I'm okay with it as well. That was going to it be my next question. It can't be a situation question. where there's more. Yeah, like it has to be the end yeah. at this point. You did voice your concerns. I think it might have been episode one of Down Under the Ring where you did say... This is something you don't do. You don't fuck around with the tradition of leaving your boots in the ring. But yeah, so you're okay with them doing that segment, leaning into a retirement story over a month? Yeah, and as long as it doesn't consist of him wrestling matches leading up to the match, as long as it consists of him saying no and then, oh, come on, man, and not him just getting beat up every week, I would be okay with it. Yep. Yeah, I have no problem with it either. I think it'd be amazing. I just, I think it needs to be against a tag team, though, that deserves to be there as well. I would like to see it against a tag team that deserves the rub that you get from a match that big as well. Yeah. It'd be amazing. We had big Hobbs, the big meaty (laughs) Hobbs. He came out and he has challenged the almost equally big meaty uh, Miro, and it looks like they're... uh, is going to be the big meaty feast of slapped meat at All Out in Chicago, which I found super interesting because they specifically made a big point that this is happening at All Out. Not All In, All Out. Um, big meaty men slapping meat. And they're the biggest of the big meaty men. I have no problem with this match at all. No, no. It's just going to be two people just beat the shit out of each other and I'm okay with that. Oh, exactly. It's going to be epic. It's going to be big boy spots all over the place. Yeah. And... I don't even care who wins. Oh, neither. Neither. I'm stoked to see Hobbs getting the opportunity to take on Miro and I'm stoked seeing Miro back on our screens doing whatever he does. Big fan of Miro, so 
absolutely happy to see him getting the shot. Yeah. So this week on Collision, we actually got two matches which were local talent matches. The other one was Samoa Joe. He came out and challenged local talent number three. I actually <laughs> pulled out my phone before the ring bell because I was like, I reckon 30 seconds. I turned around to the wife who was actually watching it with me. And I said, how long do you reckon? She was like, oh, I'll give it a minute. Oh, I'll give it 30 seconds. I think it was a minute 19. He demolished the dude. And he went on the microphone to basically say, hey, punk, I gave you a chance to challenge me. I asked politely. You haven't responded. It's happening. You are going to fight me at All In. You're fighting me in London. This is happening. It's going to be interesting because... I don't know what bout it'll be for, right? So the CM Punk Real Heavyweights Champions, an unsanctioned bout. So if you're going to have this fight, I suppose it has to be for the Ring of Honor TV title. And if that's the case, this is the first time Punk's gone for a Ring of Honor title since he left for WWE. Unless they pull the old unsanctioned match gimmick as well. Mm Mm-hmm which they could do with the world title. Yep. But yeah, I'd be interested to see them put the Ring of Honor title on the line as well. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's a massive history for that. So Yeah, exactly. And then the show ended with uh, CMFT challenging for the trios titles against uh, the House of Black. I'm still a CM Punk mark, even though I still have issues with uh, what happened at All Out last year. But, and I love them as a trio as well cmftr are an amazing team i think they're a really good group together i love house of black but it was a losing uh, challenge because samoa joe basically came out and beat the crap out of cm punk and made it basically it turned the story it's this is what's happening we now have the three of cmftr now booked for all in essentially by the looks of it getting there and look, not against the Bucks, so... Yeah, that's still the match. It's still the money match. FTR have actually said in an interview this week that they think it's still the money match, and they think, give it a couple of years, it may still happen. I don't think anyone's debating that it's the money match, right? You don't think he's ever going to get in the ring with those three, Punk? Oh, no, I think it's going to happen. That's what I'm saying. It's still the money yep. match. No one's debating that's the money match. But No, no, not at all. But I do think it's... I think, one, I think behind the scenes there's probably still work to be done. But I also think that worked well on screen as well is having that be one that we pine for. Yeah, the tease. Yeah, have it be the unspoken match that everyone wants to happen and then finally you pull the trigger on it in a year or two. Yeah, you don't want it to be the unspoken match that everyone wants to happen that never happens, though. Exactly. So it's going to... Look, now that we know that the Elite are all signed in for a, the next for the foreseeable future, I think Punk's still on board for the foreseeable future. I wouldn't be surprised if Punk's contract's actually been extended due to All Out. Look, we've got time. We've got time to make that one happen. We've got time. Yeah. We've got time. But how do we feel about this? We did talk about this earlier in the show. We mentioned it as... This has got to be the first major promotion that has booked two pay-per-views back-to-back with confusing names as well. All in and all out. Like, I, if you have a look at my notes, I specifically put, like, in Chicago next to all out. So it reminded me to make a point of that because I think it is confusing having the two so close together. So my question, I guess, is that why couldn't we just have it be branded like a ring of honor (laughs) pay-per-view and then just have some matches have them bleed back and forth with each other so that you can get some of the bigger matches on the show and then it doesn't feel so much like two more weekly shows because right now with two pay-per-views even though they're going to be huge it has the vibe of okay raw's on one day smackdown's on the next yeah like I'll be honest, it pissed me off as a uh, punter because I bought two months ago the four-pack on Fight, which was, I think it was Revolution, um, Double or Nothing, All In, and Forbidden Door. That's what it was. Got a massive discount to buy all four shows. I bought all four shows, and then finally when they announced All In, I was like, shit, I have to buy that outside of the pack that I've already bought for the next year. I've bought a year's worth of pay-per-views, and you're now telling me that I need to pay extra for this big show. 
I was kind of pissed off at it. They did do a discount for it for people that are subscribers to U Plus on yeah, Fight, but still. but but still, it was still pricey. It's still, I think it was thirty bucks AUD or something around that ballpark. So it wasn't cheap. Time will tell if it's great. I think it will be fine because I'm pretty sure everyone's gonna be so hyped from all in that you'd have to be really fucking stupid to botch it. Yeah, but. And we're starting to fill that card out now too. So um, just quickly run down the card. We've got uh, our boys, Aussie Open, taking on MJF and Adam Cole, which is a strange turn of events, uh, I might add, uh, going for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship, uh, Tag Team Championship in the zero-hour free show beforehand. And those guys are then fighting each other in the main event for the, the Triple B, the... AEW World Heavyweight Championship. We have FTR versus the Young Bucks for the Tag Team Championships. We've got Hikaru Shida, Tony Storm, Soraya, and let's be honest, it's going to be Britt Baker. (laughs) But it's Britt Baker (laughs) or the Bunny for the World Heavyweight Championship, Women's World Heavyweight Championship. And now we also have a Tag Team Coffin match booked with Darby Allen and Sting versus the Mogul Embassy of AR Fox and Swerve Strickland. It's getting built out. It is getting built out. And we now officially can say it is the biggest wrestling event of all time outside of North Korea. It's ridiculous. It's so good, though. It's bigger than any WrestleMania. That's phenomenal. There was talk when they first announced the show that it's going to be amazing if they book 40,000 tickets. And now here we are. They're over 80,000. And it looks like they may be opening up more seats and they might get to 90,000. Absolutely wild. You have to believe that WWE are shitty that a four-year-old promotion has done this. Definitely a lot more eyes on them now as well, I think. Can we stop treating AEW as a B promotion? Like, at this point, it's a joke. Like, we've... The common talk around AEW is that they are the alternative. They are a B promotion... Triple H himself said it on Cody's uh, documentary recently that he didn't he could be the star of the B show or he could come over here and be the star here or whatever. But every time a challenge is put to this company, they are kicking the goals. Yes, they are. Like they really are. Yeah, you name me something that they have failed at. They've beaten WWE on Wednesday nights. They have beaten WWE at their own game. When it comes to pay-per-views, large-scale stadium pay-per-views, they can now do this after this show, at the end of this month, they can now book this anywhere in the world every year. And I hope they do it as an international thing every year too. Like, they probably have to do it in the US next year. uh, Yeah. Possibly. But look, book the MCG in uh, Melbourne. Oh, yeah, 100,000 people in there would be fantastic. Yeah, I think they could do it. WWE almost did it. They did the MCG a few years ago, and I think they got like 40K or something in there. But if you book it and you have it say, look, this is our WrestleMania, or it's there all in, we're bringing it to Australia, you could fill that stadium. And wrestling is so hot in Australia right now. Yes, it is. We've got a lot of great talent here too. Yeah. All right, so this leads me to the card for All Out, and we have literally one uh, match confirmed booked uh luchasaurus with christian cage uh versus darby allen and that is for christian cage's aew tnt championship (laughs) (laughs) definitely christian cages um it's the only confirmed one we've got booked but like i said uh, earlier sounds like we're also getting uh miro versus hobbs at that as well so we're starting to fill out both weird situation though where we're trying to fill two pay-per-views at the same time WWE didn't even try and do this when they had separate brands. No, it feels like there's a lot of TV, but also there's a lot of matches yeah. that they have to fill out. So, Yeah, and look, and they're probably still going to be also booking a Ring of Honor pay-per-view at the same time, let's be honest. 
But first, while we're talking about news, let's talk about Pro Wrestling Down Under. Pro Wrestling Down Under is a fantastic source for Australian professional wrestling news and upcoming events, as well as all the latest top news from WWE and AEW. They offer some great exclusive content from interviews, opinion articles and insights from some of the top Australian wrestlers to make it to the big promotions overseas. PW Down Under aims to be a source of information for people looking to get involved in Australian professional wrestling with events listing, training school bios and news on the latest seminars across the country. So if you ever wanted to get involved in Australian wrestling, this is the place for you. Visit pwdownunder.com. That's pwdownunder.com. All right, and it's just about done for the show, but uh, as we do every week, we want to highlight some of the amazing events happening around Australia and New Zealand because this is where the stars of tomorrow are born, including some of the international stars that come over as well. And we've got some amazing shows happening over the next month or so in Australia. What have we got happening over your side of the world, Shippy? There's a bit, actually, for those who didn't see it there's a clip going around from epw which was last night that's epw perth that showed taylor king versus the don michael morleone in a steel cage match and in that match they had actually ripped up all the padding in the ring wow and yeah so they're in a cage and they pulled the padding up as well and taylor king actually hit from the top rope a one-winged angel through the ring jesus on on the don and then lost but it was a losing effort but what a yeah, that's a massive spot you go check it out on twitter if you haven't already outside of that aside from that we have dude where's my ring the next show is called they don't even go here it's on august 25th this one's interesting because they have already announced a couple of international deathmatch wrestlers to come over for it. Oh, so wow. One of them, yeah, one of them includes uh, Neil Diamond Cutter, the Honey Badger, as he's known. Yep. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty pretty massive show by the looks of it so far. The other one is the current North Ultraviolet Champion in Clint Majera. But yeah, like that, that's a really big up for them, a really good get for them to get a couple of really experienced deathmatch wrestlers over here for the show. And it'll be great for everyone involved, I think. And outside of that, we also have New Horizons Pro Wrestling Crossroads. Now, the reason I want to mention this, other than the fact that I haven't mentioned a show of theirs yet, is the fact that Crossroads is featuring Minoru Suzuki versus Low Key. That's amazing. It's going to be a bucking banger of a match. Loki is an amazing uh, wrestler himself, but I want to see Murder Grandpa beat the shit out of him. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's my favorite thing about the whole poster, too, because it's written in Crossroads and the font's very spiky and it looks like it says Cross Dads. And I'm not even mad about that because <laughs> it just looks like two Cross Dads about to punch the shit out of each other. That's on August 26th as well. Awesome. All right, we've got action-packed wrestling encore happening at Kaipara College in Helensville. I'll say that again for Shippy's sake. We've got that happening at Kaipara College in Helensville in New Zealand. August 26th, tickets available at eventfinder.co.nz. And then, of course, we've got the legends of GCW coming over to take on the Renegades of Wrestling. They're touring all of the east side of Australia. I'm sorry for you people over the west, but we've got them hitting town 25th of August in Sydney, 26th in Melbourne, the 27th in Brisbane. Huge stars coming over for that one as well. I'm personally looking forward to seeing the failed pop star j pop star herself it's going to be amazing <laughs> all-star pro wrestling they had an amazing match this weekend actually an amazing show this weekend in newcastle there's some uh, great posts going around on instagram actually of that one at the moment but they're following that up next weekend with proving grounds at the padstow rsl tickets are available online but you can also uh, usually pay at the door there as well worth checking those guys out they are my regular monthly show so i may be there Ooh, ooh! so buy you a, do they do beer there if so buy you a drink yes 
<laughs> and then we've got World Series Wrestling. Obviously, this is a stacked act fucking tour. It goes from the 6th of October to the 13th of October and hits Melbourne, Adelaide, Perth, Brisbane and Sydney. Uh, tickets already sold out for Melbourne and they are both extremely limited in Brisbane and Sydney. And the card, my God, the, the picture for this card is just ridiculous. And they keep announcing more names for this. So many massive names. You have to go see it, if for nothing else, than to see the indie god himself, Matt Cardona, because that's just my favourite thing in indie wrestling right now. Outside of that, we have BCW. It's on August 25th at the Whitehorse Function and Convention Centre in Burwood, East Victoria. BCW 53, another, sh another show in a really good area. I think that it's going to be an excellent, excellent night out of wrestling. Outside of that, we also have, as I gushed about last week, Lucha Fantastica on August 19th in Victoria Road, Marrickville. Family show at five, adult show at eight. Lots of fun stuff. Treats, piñatas, shit for the kids to do, and luchadors galore. So if you want to have a fun night out that honestly has nothing to do with the current storylines and shows that you might be watching, this is the show for you. So it's just a good one shot. Yeah, because none of the characters are the characters. No one plays themselves. I wouldn't go there as the warship. I'd be there as something completely different, like the last time I did it. So it is really just a fun night out. There's a tequila party after the adult show, and there's live music, and it's just there's just nothing I can say bad about it. Amazing. And to wind things up, AWF are having their wrestling event for charity. It's called AWF Championship Wrestling for Charity. They're actually raising money for the Starlight Foundation. I'm personally a massive supporter of the Starlight Foundation. So if you're around Mount Annan, which is very south of Sydney, go check them out on August the 19th at the Mount Annan Christian College. And then we've got the Queensland, oh, QWA in Queensland. They've got a love note to wrestling. It's happening August 19th at the Wildcats Indoor Sports Arena in Kerwin. And that yes. is a lot of wrestling coming up locally. And I'm <laughs> sure we haven't even hit all of it. This, these, a lot of these guys have reached out to us either on Facebook or Twitter and said, hey, can you talk about our show? We're going to put it out there again. If you've got a show coming up, uh, you can hit us up uh, online. Uh, Twitter is probably the best place. To, you can follow me at FidMcAwesome. And you can follow me at underscore warship on X. And uh, yeah, hit us up, flick us a DM and let us know. Because uh, yeah, we want to talk about these shows and we want to promote them because we do honestly love independent pro wrestling. It's where a lot of the stars that we're seeing on the big shows have come from, but it's also where the future is. And there are just some legends that are lifers on the indie circuit here that deserve to get the love that we can give them. Yeah, and also one other thing too is do go ahead and follow DWN Under the Ring over on X as well because we do use the Down Under the Ring social media for any updates and just fun stuff as well. Yep, and I can confirm that we now also live on threads as well as on Instagram. So yes. you can hit us up on those. We will start posting a bit more regularly on those. And yeah, hit us up. Another great episode done. I'm sorry, I actually felt a little bit crook for half of this. So if I don't sound my usual self, that's why. I don't know what it is today. It's been a bit of a weird month though. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Whether you listen to it on Spotify, Google Music, I think Apple Music is fixed now as well or any of the 400 million thousand other places that the uh, podcast actually gets distributed to thank you so much for listening i really do appreciate it fid really does appreciate it and until next time we'll see you under the ring